went to school to learn to act. Went to school to learn how to count. And I went to school, I always bought the trap. Middle finger, motherfuck you doubt. Little nigga, big trap, pack. COD, I'm serving care pack. And for the niggas, they be on some. What's good, everybody? It's Kayla got the phone on when I'm back for another What's Good episode. I'm here with Southside Miko. Now, Miko, on this show, I always ask people what's good with you. So, how you doing? How you feeling? What's good? What's good? How are you? I'm good. Um, You know, just working, living, chilling. Yeah, now, you told me earlier that you this is your only job, music and stuff like that. So, technically, you are an entrepreneur. So, you're 23 and an entrepreneur. Like, how is that working out and juggling that? Because... Man, when I was 23, Lord have mercy, I ain't have a clue. <laughs> <laughs> um, right now, is more me focusing on the music more than anything. I kind of put my life to the side um, as, as much as possible because I, I understand that I'm young right now and I'm, I have all the energy to do certain things. So I try my best to put all my focus into, um, you know, just music. And if, if a, like, let's say a move pops up and like right. for life, I'll I'll gauge it and see, okay, should I do this or should I not do this? But most of the time, I'm not doing it. You know what you mean? Because I'm like that, too. Like, people be inviting me to stuff. And I'll be like, if it don't benefit me, I ain't going. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. You know? So mm-hmm. I feel like a lot of times these networking events are adult, but it's like you're an artist, right? So you make music in the studio. You're a producer and an artist. So you make your work in the studio. So networking events where it's not like music related, not going to be artists or people that can connect you with bigger people. It's kind of like we just here smoking and drinking and chilling. Like what's the purpose? Right. 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 Now, like I said earlier, you are a independent artist and you produce like what sparked your interest in music? How you got started? Um, well, first I was a dancer. So, um, and I was, I was a dancer ever since I came out of the womb. So it's just like, that's, that's where my interest in music comes from. Um, how I got started rapping is, um, basically one day I was in a walking down the street with some guy who was in my dance group at the time. And he, um, he started rapping. He was like, bro, I'm trying to, I'm trying to put you on basically to this rap that I me and i was like all right that's a bet bro so he he rapping 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 and i'm impressed so i'm like okay i'm about to be a rapper now too and (laughs) from from that point on like i just started rapping and rapping and rapping trying to be the best that i could um and from that point i was listening to the youtube beats and as i kept like listening to the youtube beats and over time i just felt like "Mm, these youtube beats ain't it so um Mm -hmm. that's how I started taking producing seriously but I used to um be around some people who produce so um I kind of was around that already yeah I was wondering because I was like man you are very you are very very talented producer like your beats are definitely unique I actually won't sing your beat page if you artists that I know because it's definitely unique I feel like all the beats now are being you let me know what you got a lot of these beats now are being sampled so yeah. they all are starting to sound the same mm-hmm. right so that leads to my next question because i know you consider yourself the hardest artist and producer in the world that yeah. is a very powerful statement when you say stuff other people gonna be looking at you like okay now <laughs> tell me what you think separates you from other artists and producers that makes you stand out i feel like it's number one my energy um I'm just very energetic. I have a lot of energy. If anybody knows anything about, or if you know anything about astrology, um, I'm a triple fire sign. So like, I'm 
I'm going. I'm real big. I was gonna ask you to go ask you your sign later because you know some people don't really believe in that. So what's your big three? Uh, Sagittarius, Leo, Sagittarius. Wait, your sun sign is Sagittarius. Mm-hmm. Your moon sign is Leo. Leo, and my rising is Sagittarius. Oh my! <laughs> but what's your what's your Venus sign then? Um, because something got something got to calm that fire down. I think that's a fire sign too. I'm not sure. I have oh, I Lord. It, but I have no idea. You are dangerous, sir. Yeah, <laughs> but you're cool. I feel like I always tell people like I can notice when a Sagittarius man walk in the room because it's particular confidence that Sagittarius men have and Sagittarius women. I'm a Libra, so mm-hmm. you know I'm an air sign. You know, you know, you know. They say fire and air. You know, you don't know what you're gonna get. But I feel like Sagittarius men that just have a particular confidence about them in the room. It explains why you say you're the hardest artist and producer in the world. Okay. That explains why you're like that. Oh, that's beneficial for this, you know, industry because I feel like our generation, they get bored quick going mm-hmm. to these shows and nobody, if the person performing it doesn't have energy, it's like, mm-hmm. have energy at right. all. Right. So what's your first love? Music? Doing music or producing music? Producing music. Because I was around that first. I actually, like, originally when I was dancing, I really didn't even like rap music like that. Like, I did, but I wasn't even listening to rap music. Wow, what kind of music were you listening to? Um, Like, rock music. I was listening to, like, pop, uh, different cultures. Just listening to pretty much everything, R&B. That explains why your music stands out from other producers. Mm-hmm. I'm very, I'm very big on this show. I'm really I can tell like a producer that always makes like trap beats, and I think that's amazing. But there's so many art, artists out here as well who do other genres. That's how you reach those international crowds too, man. Like I feel mm-hmm. like that's where the money is. Like they have you come out to Japan and perform, <laughs> like getting that money. I think that's a dope thing. So take me back to when you was little, right? Like, what's that one particular artist that you were listening to that you feel like, okay, like this, their sound is me? Um, I feel like the reason why I am the way I am, with it would have to be Michael Jackson. Mm, that's dope. I wasn't expecting you to say that. For sure. And I feel like Michael Jackson, because of the fact that just watching Michael Jackson and seeing Michael Jackson do what he did, mm-hmm. I don't limit myself at all. Mm. And that's it, and it don't put you in a box, also, too. Like, do you think that it's hard for artists or producers when they get in that particular box to get out? Like, you're only known as a trap artist or a trap producer. You think it's hard for them to get out that box, even if they know how to? I feel like. I feel like personally, it's not hard to get out that box. I just feel like you got to step out of it. I feel like it's just the fear. Like a lot of people are scared to like they're they know they're in a box and they're scared. I personally feel like people are scared to come out the box because of how people might view them um, based mm-hmm. off of what they've been making. Um, but I, I don't think anything's wrong with that. I feel like you should come out your box. And, and most of the time, people and the audience and the listeners are expecting you to. Mm-hmm. I feel like you owe it to your fans too, because I always say, like a music as an artist, I should see progress with your music. You know, you put out three albums, like I need to see improvement. I don't want to see the same type of instrumentals 
from the first two albums when you're on your sixth one. I want to see. That's why I appreciate that rock album that Lil Wayne did. I felt like, okay, this is this is refreshing. Mm -hmm. This is refreshing that, okay, you're showing that you can step out the box, even though you do make, you know, down south music. Now, you're from North Carolina. Like, do you think that North Carolina kind of fluids your sound? Like, what's the music scene currently right now in North Carolina? Everybody sound the same, for real. (laughs) (laughs) Unfortunately. Uh, It's either, like, everybody sounds the same, for real, or people's style is so original that there's no lane for it yet. That's how I feel. That's how I feel. Like a lot of, and a lot of people who, I don't know, we all need to stick with each other. A a lot of times people here are very selfish and they're worried about what they got going on. But it's like, if you look at places like Atlanta or really Atlanta, um, people are helping each other. Like everybody's working with each other. Everybody's collaborating down Mm -hmm. to the producers. Everybody kind of knows each other. So it's just like in North Carolina, we need to start being on that type of mentality because if you, it's like, if you watch each North Carolina artist, we all talk about, Oh, we don't have the spotlight. We just need the spotlight. We need the spotlight put on. Well, we, we all need to stick together and we're going to have that spotlight. Yeah, that's absolutely true. Cause who currently is from North Carolina right now? Is the baby from North Carolina or South Carolina? Uh the baby. Um let's see. Sauce Pack TB was from North Carolina. Mm-hmm. Uh Anella Harem. He just got signed to Def Jam. He's from North Carolina. Uh mm-hmm. Fantasia's from North Carolina. Oh yeah, I can't forget about Fantasia. Yeah. Um yeah, yeah a lot of people. Yeah, and it's like I do here, and I live in Atlanta. It's kind of one of those places where you go to a bit and you run into the same people. Like I got people I run into the same people, and mm-hmm. even a lot of producers down here, they're working together. They're creating like beat tapes and stuff like that together. Like they're coming together to like, hold on, hold on I think I know the terminology. Wait, what's that little um the loops? What you call you guys? Call it the loops, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're collaborating and doing things like this. So I do think Atlanta, this may be someone you want to consider moving to Atlanta. Uh, everybody comes to Atlanta. I feel like y'all getting too flooded for me. You know, <laughs> look at me. Somebody going to watch this and be like, we don't need no more people. I think yeah. this is a great place for creators, especially black creators. Mm-hmm. And everybody's right. unique too. So it's like, even though they portray like it's only trap music, it's like so many. I've met like rock bands that's like collaborating with rap artists. It's like that's unique, you know, for us to be able to do that type of thing. So now we're going to take a little moment and get to know you a little bit. I'm going to ask you a few questions and okay. you just finish the sentence, okay? Okay. So the first one, what is your most cringe studio experience? The first time I ever went to record, uh, I got laughed at and I didn't even finish my song. Who laughed at you? Everybody that was in the room besides the engineer. That was playing or that was for real? That was for real. I, I didn't like, I don't know. It it hurt me a little bit, so I couldn't even finish my song. I deleted. I deleted that thing. <laughs> you paid? Did you pay your money? Nah, not to the engineer. It was free, so it was all cool. But I just wasn't about to get laughed at, so I had to, I had to hop out that thing. How long ago was this? Years ago, two thousand. Exactly. Exactly. Look at you now. Look at you now. You collaborate with a lot of artists, and I'm pretty sure they're right. your dick. <laughs> Ain't it? <laughs> Ain't that, yeah. 
That's all yeah. it is. It's like nobody ever, uh, you know, I always feel like that was a learning experience, right? Yeah. Like somebody could be like, hey, how about you do it like this? And like you said, a lot of people don't want to come together because that could have been a moment where somebody said, hey, you know, you ain't really doing it like this, right? Maybe try this, you know, yeah. try this way. So I'm pretty sure they'll be knocking at your door, asking for a collab. Right. Are you still cool with any of them? You still knowing them? Nah, yeah, I know them, but I'm not cool with none of them. Yeah, oh, he don't care. I got the four one there, man. How about that? You at home? <laughs> yeah, I, I'm real big on stuff like that because I don't like. I feel like everybody has a learning experience. I'm really big on like if I don't know something, I'm not doing something right. Show me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Next, pen or freestyle? Both. Hmm. Okay. Don't let that stuff. Yeah, that's a good point. Now, what would you be doing if it wasn't for music? I don't know. Oh, no. I do know. I'd be in school because that's where my life was trying to take me if I wasn't trying to take me here. What, what were you going to be in school for? Psychology, probably. I ain't, I'm not really a school person. I'm a creative person, but it's just like where I come from in the household is school. That's all people yeah. care about. I'm the same way. I went to design school after high school. I was like, I'm not going to. <laughs> I just could I couldn't picture myself at a university like, oh no way. It's like see like jail to me. Like no shade to people that do but <laughs> you're a you're a true creative, you want to be around other creators. It feels more like home. Next, which other producer do you think is the GOAT and why? The GOAT? Mm. Mm-hmm. I'll say I'll say I think Rick Rubin is the GOAT. Because oh, of the, Let me go Rick Rubin. Rick Rubin has produced for almost everybody. Like Rick Rubin has produced for, I'm pretty sure Adele. He's produced oh. for Lipknot. He's produced for Run DMC. He's produced for like country artists. He's produced for his his place. Kendrick Lamar too, because I see him with Kendrick Lamar. Right. His oh. his list is crazy. It's like it's unorthodox kind of list. So I feel like he's the goat because. He's somebody who I see don't limit themselves at all. Yeah, looking at his catalog, I mean, hip hop, alternative rock, heavy metal, country, like, I need wow. to be like that. I gotta boys. be like that. Wow, he worked with the Beastie Boys. That's dope. Mm-hmm. That's legendary. Okay, that explains it too. He doesn't limit himself. He's able to work with all types of artists. And sometimes I feel like, if a artist or producer really care about getting those Grammy awards and stuff like that, sometimes just like coll- collaborating with like another genre can really, you know, really get right. you in there. Right. So next, what is the biggest insult you've ever gotten and the biggest compliment you ever got? When it comes to your like your creative talents. Mm, the biggest insult I feel like I've ever got is that nobody will ever fuck with my music. Oh, somebody said that! Of course. You know they hating on me. Some people don't even know a lot of different. <laughs> Look, I'm telling you. I'm telling you, it's crazy. But um, I feel like the best thing that somebody's ever told me is that I don't really know. I don't really know. I got to think about that because a lot of people don't say too many things that I haven't heard before, I guess. Hmm. Okay. Well, you're doing great things out here, and I feel like you know. I'm be honest with you. If your music wasn't good, I probably wouldn't have had you on the show. <laughs> 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 but that's 
learned yeah. a lot, you know, that I think you're talented as well. And then I went to your beat tape and I was like, dang, this man, like, really? You're a real different type of producer. Like, you're not making the current beats that producers are making, if that mm-hmm. makes sense. You know, you can tell that you have influence. You can always tell those producers that have, like, influence in church. Mm-hmm. You hear a lot of their actual instruments. You can tell those artists or producers that have influence with rock. You know what I'm saying? And heavy metal, you can hear that in your music. So I feel like you're, whatever you produce always kind of paints a picture of who you are. So I can definitely tell that from there. Now, your latest single, Five Six Hundred, is out now. Tell me your whole creative process. Um, what is the message that you're trying to get through when it comes to your actual music that you do? Um, I feel like it just depends on the song you're listening to. Um, mm-hmm. I don't, I don't really hold back on my emotions, and I don't really hold back with who I am. It's like one day I might be in a singing mood. Like I have a song called No Friends, for example, where I'm singing and I'm talking about I got no friends. It's only because I love the bands. And I'm talking about how I love. Basically, I have no friends because basically I want money so bad. I'm working too hard. So I don't have no friends because nobody's like me and mindset around me. And there, there are some songs where, you know, I'm just repping my hood talking about what happens in my life. So I feel like it just depends on the song. I used to have songs talking about problems I had with my ex that I had. So it's just like, it just depends. Yeah, that was my next question too. Like, I wanted to know, were you like an artist that, like you said, people are not versatile. Were you okay with being vulnerable in your music? Like, I feel like if you heartbroken, you miss her. It's okay to say it, guys. Yeah, for sure. (laughs) Yeah, it's okay. I so you like, actually are a type of artist that make lit music and you make vulnerable music also. Now, yeah. let me run down some of your statements. You have producer credits with Duke Deuce, um, Tia Kareem. Like, what has been your most memorable collab? My most memorable collab would probably be um, I work with this Korean celebrity in Korea, and he's doing big things. And I thought that I'd never get a placement like that. Like. I'm thinking I'll get somebody over here overseas on Billboard yeah. before I get somebody on Billboard overseas. And I feel like that's one of my biggest placements ever because it's like in like a couple of days, it shot up 60K. I was like, I'm, I was like, bruh. And this Which is artist? Like, Which artist is it? Uh, his name is Loop. And there's another artist on that track who's also a celebrity. His name is Owen. Oh, what's the name of the song? Um... What's the name of that song? I don't know. It's an Asian title. I could send it to you. Yeah, send it to me um after this because I definitely want to listen to it. That's dope. And that's what I was saying earlier about mm-hmm. collaborating with people with different genres. It can definitely really help you out because right now we can look at the United States Billboard Awards, right? I mean, not Billboard Awards, but the chart for the mm-hmm. top 10, right? You're going to see Drake up there. You're going to see Beyonce, right? So may see future up there, you know, time to time again, but most of them people are pop artists. I don't mm-hmm. even think you see many country songs in the top 10 of Billboard. Yeah. Like even they snack in an R&B song. <laughs> yeah. R&B song. Yeah, That's for Mariah sure. Carey. Right, yeah. So it's like, Reaching those charts in different countries, like the UK and Japan, it's like, mm-hmm. that's money, money, because they'll pay, they'll pay to see you. Mm-hmm. Right, for real. So you're you're a really smart, dope person. I can see that you have a really good head on your shoulders. You're doing everything right. Now, the music industry has its ups and downs. So one thing you would tell any other young producer or artist coming to you for advice. Like, they want to get in the game the same way you did. 
Um, I feel like I would tell them, don't listen to nobody else. Listen to your heart. I feel like a long time ago, I was focused on everything outside of me, but I wasn't focused on me. I wasn't focused on what's going on in here. Like I needed to focus on what I was doing, what I was thinking, building who I was. Like, I feel like even a lot of people in life, they not fully them because they've been listening to other people. They like, uh, they whole life, like they haven't really found their own identity. So I would say, listen to you, follow you, follow your heart, whatever your heart tells you to do. No matter if somebody say you can't do something or you can, it don't really matter what somebody's talking about. Take constructive criticism, but listen to yourself. Right. That's a great advice. But don't nobody know you more than you. You know, sometimes people can, I always say this, how somebody going to tell you what's best for you? For you, for you, right. you. It's like right. self-love, right? You got to love you first before you can love somebody else. I think that's great, great advice. So what do you have coming out for the rest of 2022? Because we are in August now. The year is kind of gone by. You have any new music or collabs that you can give me oh, yeah. one about? Oh, yeah. I'm supposed to be having something with Lex and Andretti coming real soon. And she's an artist. Um, She's from Washington, the DMV area. I'm pretty sure somewhere in there. Um, And I also am about to drop a single called Dead Wrong. And that's about to go crazy. Like I'm about to finish up pushing my newest single, the 5600 that you were speaking mm-hmm. of earlier. I'm about to finish pushing that. Um, not really finished, but the focus. I'm about to take the focus off of it. And we about to push Dead Wrong. And that's about to go crazy. That's dope. Like I'm looking really, really forward. When I open your music that you sit out, I was like, oh, you know, I was like, okay, this is this is dope. And I kept going. I said, I'm gonna go listen to his beat. So I think you're a really, really talented kid to be still. You're not a kid, you're a grown man, but you know, still though, you're still in your early 20s. So to be able to have your head on your shoulders, like you're gonna be good. Like you don't have to worry about that. I think you're gonna be good. You're not gonna let the industry break you down. And I feel like you definitely were looking, don't when you do your Grammy Award speech, don't forget about the bitch of me. Oh yeah, I got you. I, I, can, I can already tell like the work that you're going as a producer and an artist, like you're not scared of other genres, you're not scared to take it there. And those type of things gonna get you those recognitions. Those, those big checks. Mm-hmm. Yeah, those big checks. And it was so dope talking to you. So how was that? I appreciate that. Um, thank you for the opportunity.